Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Sky's the Limit podcast. Today's conversation is with Sam Malero. You may know her from her handle, Eating Through Atlanta, or her bio, an ATL girl eating through the foodie world. But this Atlanta-based creator has been on the scene for a very long time and is a lot more than meets the grid. And we've known each other online for years, but we finally met IRL in real life post pandemic. And we really hit it off. So I'm just so thrilled to have Sam here today. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast, Sam. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, Sky. I'm so excited to be here and chat all things food with you. Yes, all things food, Atlanta, fun. We're going to just have a really great day, like warming everybody up for the new year and getting excited about all things Atlanta. Love it. So speaking of warm up, I just figured like my brother actually shout out to Adam mentioned this. He listens to every single episode and he was like, why don't you just start with a little warm up, get the guests, you know, ready to go. And so I figured why not? Um, just for the people that haven't been following our stories for months, Sam and I both um, judged the charcuterie chick cheese competition this year, the brilliant cheese competition. So these are kind of warm up questions in regards to getting our food bearings and all of these things. So first, are you team charcuterie or chips and salsa? If you have to pick, what are you choosing? I'm going to be asking some fierce questions when it comes to food. I will say that. Man. All right. Let me think about this because, you know, it depends on what mood I am, but yeah. I feel like definitely charcuterie 100% okay. because you can change it up. You could add in different types of cheeses or meats. You could add in all these different, like, you know, crackers or like dried apricots. Like, I feel like you can make it such a different thing. And I love that about a charcuterie board. I think you created a great argument there and it's <laughs> totally dynamic and I'm probably going to have to agree with you on that one. All right. Casual dining or fine dining? Ooh, I'm going to say casual and not that I don't love fine dining because I 100% yeah. do, but with casual dining, you can do it with anyone. Um, mm -hmm. Like if I want to catch up with you, Sky, and we just want to yeah. go grab like a burger and a Coke, or yeah. if I want to go see, you know, a friend that I haven't seen in forever, you can do that in a more casual setting where I feel like fine dining, it is mm -hmm. such a treat and it's so much fun, but casual, you can do any time of the day. Yeah. I'm also with you on that one. Like I love the treat <laughs> of fine dining, but casual is my go-to. Like it just, no frills. You can walk in, don't have to make that coordinated reservation. 100%. I agree with you. All right. Glass of wine or craft cocktail? Glass of wine. I feel like it, right. it's kind of like a fine dining casual experience. Like yeah. you can do a glass of wine with anything where I feel like mm -hmm. a craft cocktail, I have to be in the mood for it or like I need it to pair with something super specific, but wine I can have anytime. Yeah. Do you have a wine of choice? Like, do you go red, white, orange, oh, rosé? I am a dry rosé girly. Like. Okay without a doubt whether it's hot cold like if you give me a glass of dry rosé we're good like that is my happy place <laughs> i would agree with you does whispering angel qualify as that or what would be like your brand is that it 
Did I just nail it? It's hysterical that you say that because every time I have friends come over or I go to yeah. someone's house, they're like, I have a bottle of Whispering Angel for you. And I'm like, you know me. You just know me so well. This is perfect. Oh, oh my gosh. I love that. I also, I think of it because Heather McMahon, somebody we have in yes. common of loving, yes. um, she always used to preach about Whispering Angel. And then like whenever I get gifts of Rosé, it's always Whispering Angel. I feel always. like that is the name brand of Rosé. If you're a Rosé girly, you have to be drinking it. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. My best friend for my bachelorette got me like a Magnum from Costco of it. And it was- That my is so thing. nice. Yes. I like walked in and they like had all the gifts and everything set up. And like my eyes immediately went to the Whispering Angel. And I was like, where did you find this? I need this. <laughs> Even just to say that somebody has bought you a magnum of some amount of like wine or alcohol is so cool. It's I hysterical. It, yeah. I would love to see you next to that because you're a tiny girly and I'm sure the bottle was like at least half of your size. Oh, I'm pretty sure there's like, we brought like this cute little Polaroid cameras and I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure there is a photo of me like holding it and like it is literally half the size of my body. It's hysterical. Oh my God. You might need to send <laughs> that to me to promote this episode. Okay. I will find it. <laughs> okay. Cannot wait for it. Two more warm ups for you as we get going. All right. Dark chocolate versus milk chocolate oh oh that's that's hard I feel like yeah. can I say both because I feel like sure. it depends like what <laughs> I'm in I really can't pick between the two like I love I'm not actually like a huge chocolate person but there are oh. some times where like all I want is like a chocolate chip cookie or like a handful of like chocolate chips and literally yes. I don't care if it's dark chocolate milk chocolate just like give me all the Wait. chocolate at that point yeah, it's like just get the fix. It doesn't matter yeah, what kind yeah. it is. Okay, I could totally I respect that. And I like if somebody gives me chocolate, I'm not gonna turn it down. No, absolutely so, not. No. I agree with you. All right. Last on my list okay. is burger or hot dog. Oh man, Sky, this you were stumping me. I am. I'm just trying to get your brain going, you know, before okay. we get to all the hard hitting questions here. But this is like the Americana food yeah. face off between a burger and a hot dog. Okay. I feel like I'm going to get a lot of comments on this, but a Costco hot dog is like truly <laughs> one of my like all time favorite things. Like I cannot go to Costco or go to Costco and uh -huh. not get a hot dog. Like it, it's amazing. But if you're like putting me in a restaurant or something, like I'm always going to get a burger if it's on there. Um, yeah. Like Little Sparrow I went to recently and I was like, I have to order this. And like Holman and Finch, same thing. So oh. I think if it's in a restaurant setting, burger. If it's yep. a casual Sunday, I'm at Costco, hot dog for sure. There is something in the air at Costco. It makes everything taste a billion times better. Yes. And they like, when you check out, it's right there. Like what else are you supposed to do? I mean, and you can smell it. You smell it when you walk <laughs> in, you smell it when you're in line for 20 minutes. You, it's just like intoxicating. Oh yeah. Or like someone will walk by you with one and you're like, I have yeah. to get it. I have to, like, it's, I can't leave Costco without one. And it's such a good deal. Like, what is it? A dollar? I think it's like a dollar, dollar fifty. Like you can't beat you can't that, and it's a good size hot dog. Like it's not like yeah. teeny tiny. It's like yeah. you're gonna be full afterwards. 
Yeah. I'm like that, but I do the pizza slice at Costco versus the hot dog because I'm not a hot dog girly myself, believe it or Mm -hmm. not. That's like my one food, but um, I respect it. And I always wish that I wanted the hot dog at the end. I wish that like once I got it, I wanted to eat it. Yeah. Have you tried the chicken bake that they have? No. Okay. So my husband loves it, gets it every time we're there. I still haven't tried it, but it's like massive. Like it literally looks like a like skinny, tall, like hot pocket. Um, What? (laughs) Literally every time we go, he gets one and I'm like, what is this? Like, I've never tried it. I won't try it because obviously I have to be loyal to my Costco hot dog. But like- (laughs) Can't have both? Can't double fist? (laughs) No, like, listen, listen, I can't cheat on my Costco hot dog. Like maybe if I get soft serve, fine, but like can't, can't turn to the chicken bake. Can't do it. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think those two things really go together, but I'm still, I need to like bring up the Costco menu. I've been so distracted (laughs) when I've been in there recently. I just have my like eye set on what I want and then I just leave. But in the chicken bake, is it like a chicken parm inside? Is it grilled chicken? Like what's the chicken Honestly, we need to get Mike in here and be like, I don't know. I feel like, okay, this is what we're going to do. After we record this, we're going to go to Costco and we're going to get everything on the menu and try it and actually see and come back and see what it is. Wait, Sam, this is such a good idea. (laughs) (laughs) I think we should go. I think we should take people on a tour of the Costco food court. (laughs) I love this idea. But like, and I know that we say like things that are actually happening and then they don't happen, but like, this no. would be so freaking funny. I we am 100% here. I'm here through the holidays. Let me know and we can go to Costco. I think I'm going to buy us matching Kirkland shirts and then we just walk around. We wear Stop. our like branded gear Stop. or sweatshirts so if it's still cold. No, I'm like so here for this. Wait, and no, I am too. Is- I'm like, we are planning this and then you'll get the hot dog at the end. I will try something else. We will kind of have a sampler platter at the end, but also we will get the samples around the whole venue as we're there. Oh, I mean, don't even get me started on the samples. Like I am that person that we will be in Costco and I'll be like, oh, I need to go get one thing. Like I'm going to go to the other side and I'm gone for 25 minutes because I'm like, oh, there's a sample. There's a sample. I need this. Like yes. it's just, it's a whole thing. If you don't go to every in cap, then you are missing out on the entire experience. You need to yes. go every single end cap. And Elliot always tells me when I go in, he's like, blinders on, sky blinders on. We need to be in and out in 20 minutes. And I'm like, why are you putting me through this torture? I need right. to try everything. Right. Like, that's why mm-hmm. it's there is so you can sample yeah. everything that Costco has. Like, why wouldn't you want to try? It's part of our membership. It, exactly. Get your money's worth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And besides that, that's why we need the aligned minds to go in there together. So it's not like these guys that are like stifling our dreams of food. We need it Yes. Okay. So no Elliot and Mike. It'll just be you and me and we will go in our Kirkland sweatshirts and we will have a field day. Literally, this is going to pop off. We're going to be on Betches next thing you know. I can't wait. (laughs) No, but also like just sounds like a dream day of dining and I'm here for it. (laughs) Same, like 100% there. Just let me know, put it on my calendar and like it's happening. No, it's literally happening like TBD on the date, but like 2024 Salmon Sky Costco Run (laughs) Sample Fest or Sample Fest 2024. I love this. I don't know. We need a title for it, like Costco Sample Fest or like 
okay. something. Keep what keep a- noodling on it, and we'll Un-noodled. have one by the end. Well, yeah. Okay, so thank you and congratulations for getting through the warm up. You passed with flying colors. I'm thank so you. proud. Um, you did a great job. So that was just kind of to get the mind going and to get people like having opinions on food with you too, and just Love it. feeling that alignment. I just that's that's what I was thinking about that. And thank you, Adam, brother, for um, the recommendation. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. So now let's get to the nitty gritty about like you and where you come from, where eating through Atlanta comes from, all of the things. So starting out with like, where did you grow up? I know you have a fun, um, exciting story here for us. Yeah. So my fun fact that I always give to people is that I lived in six different states before I was in the sixth grade. Um, So born in Massachusetts, moved around a lot for my dad's job, and then landed in the East Cobb area, um, you know, in the fifth grade, sixth grade uh, timeframe, and then lived there through high school, went to the University of Alabama, came back to Atlanta because I love it so much. Um, and have been here since. And it's been such a great journey. I I love living here. There's so many new things happening. There's so many great restaurants, things of that nature. Um, Eating through Atlanta was not something that was ever on my radar. Like I was never that girl that was like, I'm going to start this. I'm going to do this. It's going to be amazing. But I became the friend when we moved back that everyone would go to to be like, hey, what's happening in Atlanta. Hey, I saw you talk about this restaurant on your personal Mm -hmm. Instagram account. Like, tell me about it. And my best friend and my boyfriend at the time, who's now my husband, um, they were like, you should start something. And like, Sky, you remember this. There were like no food influencers at the time. There were maybe five of us. Um, And it was something that I looked at both of them and I was like, no, like, I don't want to do this. I Mm -hmm. like, I'm so nervous what people will think. Like, what if I start this and it like falls on its face? And after many conversations of persuasion, here we are. And I remember like posting my first ever post. When was that? Wow, 2016, I think. Oh my gosh. And it was, yeah, because eating through Atlanta will be eight in April. And I was like, this isn't real. Like, what am I doing? Like, this is so silly. I was with my iPhone. I think I was at Ladybird, like posting their like breakfast tacos. And I was like, what's my caption? Like, what do I do? Like, what do I say? And I remember posting it and being like, okay, I guess there's no turning back. Like, let's just run with it. And it's so crazy because in that moment, I never expected it to turn into what it has today. Um, To be totally honest with you, I thought I'd do it for a couple months and just be like, all right, I'm good. Like I'm out. Right. right. See you later. (laughs) Um, But over the last almost eight years now, 
Atlanta has turned into such a community for me between other content creators, restaurants, restaurant groups, um, people that I've just met along the way. It's really turned into something. And I'm so thankful that I decided to make the leap and, you know, yeah. create this. Totally. And being an early adopter and just oh, yeah. like believing in yourself because there is an element of like that people don't really put all the pieces together. Yeah. You do have to have confidence to be able to start something like that. You have to yeah. like say, I am just going to creatively put something out there for yeah. other people to take in and be okay with whatever feedback I get. And that's very courageous to me because I am, you know, as you know, I've been in this scene for a long time, but I do this for other people and for yeah. other like companies. I haven't had, I haven't done this on my own. And like, there is that element of just courage of just doing this and like going with it. So I just commend you on that. And I also want to commend you on not saying rule time when you talk about <laughs> because I appreciate that big time. Um, so Sky, I, re I really thought back. about it. I thought about yeah. starting the podcast with a rule time, but <laughs> I, you know, I value our friendship. I don't want to go there. Um, but no, I, I definitely appreciate it. You know, starting it was definitely something that took a lot of, you know, mindset and being like, I'm yeah. okay with whatever happens with it. I just want to jump in and see what happens. Yeah. Well, and I think like, it's funny that you mentioned Ladybird too, because I remember when I was working, Atlanta Eats was my first job starting in 2014. Yeah. And so I was on like seeing all the stuff, Ladybird was always like, whenever I would post about Ladybird, it would get so many likes. And, yes. stuff. and I was like, oh my God. Ladybird was like the first really cool millennial type spot, I feel like, that hit Atlanta because it was oh. on the Beltline. And yes. it really just highlighted the Beltline. And when the Beltline took off in Atlanta, that's really when a lot of the food scene evolved too, in my opinion. Oh, absolutely. Um, it's funny. So I graduated college in 2014, moved back to Atlanta. Yeah. And that's when like Pont turned into ponds. It was originally what East City Hall. Um, yeah. And then Crog Street Market became a thing. And then like the Beltline became a thing. And I remember like when the Beltline first opened, like going for runs on there and being like, this yes. is so cool. Like this is such a great way to see the city. And I was so happy when restaurants and stuff started moving to the Beltline because it yeah. really turned it into a destination per se, um, where you could yes. go walk to Ponce and then go walk to Lady Bird or, you know, meet friends at Crog Street. Um, I think there were just so many things that came from that. And I'm, mm -hmm. I'm really happy to like see the evolution of it. Yes. I think we came in at like the perfect time and like yeah. just the 2014 and up era is yeah. like when you saw everything start, the wheels were turning, like we just became more of a connected food city from that point. And it's just Absolutely. really cool because like you growing up in East Cobb, like did you, did you have a fascination with food growing up or what was your relationship with food in that area growing up? That's a great question. So yeah. I, when I was growing up, just because like I went to high school in Roswell. So like a yeah. lot of like moving pieces, like, 
either before I had my license, like my parents had me drop me off and pick me up. Or when I got my license, like going to sports practice and like immediately coming home or going to a game, right. I wasn't really passionate about like going to restaurants. My parents were both very great cooks. Like we'd do home cooked meals like every night, except for on the weekends or like it was a treat. Like we'd go to a restaurant or like we'd go yes. to Atlanta um, and try something. So I think my, my fascination with it really came from after graduating and like being able to explore the city and like the new restaurants that came with it I think really mm -hmm. like opened my mind and I was like wait yeah this is really cool like I need people to know about um like Ladybird or this place or this place and like right. really kind of hone in on that yeah, it became more of a discovery because I yeah. feel like growing up in Atlanta and especially in kind of the suburbs or a little bit OTP in Atlanta yes. outside the perimeter <laughs> for anybody listening outside of Atlanta, um, the perimeter is where all the action happens in my opinion. <laughs> outside the perimeter, no, like outside the perimeter has grown a lot too. And it like, has. You know, especially I grew up in um, Alpharetta Johns Creek area yeah. and that area has exploded with time. So now it's all pocketed, whatever. That's a whole tangent. But mm -hmm. I think that it's really cool to acknowledge that it's like, it was just seeing this growth inside the perimeter. Oh, yeah. And wanting to like, kind of guide people through this process and in such a visual way too. And like another thing with like growing up, did you, like, I know now you may want to disclose this or not, but like you have a name for your camera. I, I was waiting. I was waiting <laughs> I mean, for this question. I can't, I wouldn't be doing my job if I didn't talk about <laughs> Bertha. Bertha. Um, <laughs> um, yes. So Bertha, my camera. Yeah. So I shoot with a Sony Alpha 7C. Um, okay. And then I have the Sigma 24, hold on, let me take that Bertha, she's in here, um, yeah, 24-70 lens. 24-70, okay. Wow, so Bertha, making an appearance. I know. I <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so following this podcast episode, yeah. we need to post a picture of me with the Magnum yes. of Rosé, us at Costco, yes. and Bertha. And Bertha. Yep. Yes. That all that all works for me. I think we all these are all the things that are going to follow this podcast recording. But I think like with Bertha, I mean, first of all, yes. you just spoke a different language explaining like what Bertha is and what yes. kind of camera. Did you know anything about cameras before starting this? Did you take photography growing up? Like, did you have a fascination with shooting food? Like, how did that all come to be? Yeah, that's a great question. So yeah. from a photography class perspective, I took yeah. one in high school just because yep. all my friends were taking it. And I was like, cool, yeah, I'll do it with them. Um, mm -hmm. And it did kind of spark something like of an interest of photography for me, but not enough that I was like, great, I'm going to start using a camera and it's going to be amazing. Um, right. I will say, you know, through college and even like the first few years of eating through Atlanta, I used my phone. Um, like yeah. that was the thing. My iPhone had a great camera. I didn't see any need for it. But the more and more I grew and the more I met more creators in the industry and the community, you know, we started all talking about cameras and like, how does that change things and like seeing yes. their photos. And so really like having those open and honest conversations with other creators to be like, hey, like, what do you think the benefits are? Does it make mm -hmm. sense to get a camera? Um, and after talking to a handful of them, it, it made sense. So I started with a smaller Sony. Um, mm -hmm. And after years of using that, I decided, hey, you know what? Let's invest in like a more uh, 
robust camera and the really nice lens. And I feel like yeah. it's paid off so much um, just with how my photography has transformed over the years. For sure. And like just the technology learning curve. Oh, yeah. With all of that. Yeah. Do you feel like with getting your first nice camera and then upgrading and upgrading like throughout the years, it's been able to, you know, make sense in your head or like every time you get a new piece of technology, you're like, okay, where do I begin? Like, how do you process all of that? Yeah, no, that's a great question. So there definitely is a learning curve every time you get a new piece of equipment or technology, mm -hmm. because, you know, it might it might be finicky in like one way or like if I'm shooting in a dark restaurant and yeah. I have to bring out Bart, who is my light. Uh, oh my Bart. God, yes. I did not know you named your light too. <laughs> this is so good. This is great. Keep it so, coming. Actually, uh, Bart was named by Rachel, who's that redheaded foodie. Um, yes. We were joking how like Bertha had a name and she was like, we have to name your light. And I'm like, well, what do I name it? And so... <laughs> Rachel, shout out to her. She gets all the credit for Bart there. Good job, Rachel. So I creative. Know. I love all the B terms here. It's, <laughs> it's great. It's great. But like, so I will say like my previous camera com uh, compared to this one, you know, there was definitely like shooting in darker lighting, like mm -hmm. training myself of, okay, with this camera, I could get away with XYZ lighting with this camera. I can't. And here's how I need to work through it. So definitely okay. a learning curve, but I will say like, moving from one camera to another, you definitely already have some of the knowledge that's a little bit faster to pick up on. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Like, it's it's just funny because people think of social media and think of influencers and they're like, oh, all they do is post it. And I'm not saying this in any sort of derogatory way because you know I am I understand your mindset oh, and I understand absolutely. the work that goes into it. But they just think, oh, I could just do that. I could just post a picture and like make it happen. But it's like the reality is there's so many barriers of entry to entry to yeah being recognized first of all and then from then on like having consistently quality like content that people can rely on absolutely for you to be a follow and i think like being able to kind of have that conversation with your followers and be in the space of social media and say okay the iphone isn't really working like for every single image right now yeah. like maybe maybe the covers of my reels need to be that professionally polished photo and then i can use the iphone for my real content or mm -hmm. something like that like continually to Wow, I really just that was that was my third cup of coffee, like just really jumbling my words for everybody. See, I'm not perfect either, but continually adjusting your technology and the way that you're conveying that to your oh, followers, yeah. I feel like it's just such a huge conversation. Absolutely. And I feel like that's always a question I get when I do those like Q&A boxes is like, yeah, what like what equipment are you using? What technology are you using? And I'm always super like upfront with people that like any video content, it's on my phone. I yeah. have tried to do video on my camera and like it's just it, it's too much. Um, yes. I really like admire the people who can do it because it's so beautiful like it's very well shot um but i just use my camera for like real covers um if i'm doing like certain stories i'll use it but any video content's coming from my phone yeah well i think that's great to note too because i don't know people are just interested in that i'm interested yeah. to know that too and it's just like knowing what's 
in this moment in time, like this is kind of a marker, like you're in your first eight years of this account now, maybe in like eight years, we're going to look back and be like, oh my gosh, can you believe you're saying this, this, and this, and Bertha was this type of camera Bertha. at the time? Has Bertha's name stayed the same with each camera or does each no. camera get a different name? Okay. So Bertha is the only camera that has gotten a name. And it's just because like when I hand her to people, cause like my yeah. friends will help me with content. Other creators will help me like for together at a restaurant or event. And I always laugh because they'll like pick it up and they're like, Bertha, come on. <laughs> So I think like she has her own personality. She does her own thing. Um, so she, she needed a name. Yeah. She like, she does a lot of work and she yes. deserves the credit. So she is a queen. I, yes. I hope Bertha gets along with Bart, you know, I just they do. they're good. Okay. They, they're currently Great. in my camera bag together. So I hope yes. they get along. They better. They got to figure <laughs> it out. They're spending too much time together not to. Well, you know, something else that I think is really cool is that you recently just celebrated 100,000 followers and you already have way more than that. And it just happened recently. But first of all, just wanted to say congratulations. That is no easy feat. 100,000 followers. Like, and do you celebrate each milestone? Like, how do you do that? What are the milestones to you? Like, Talk a little bit more about that because it's freaking amazing, Sam. Like well, that's huge. First off, thank you. Like I'm so excited. I it's funny. All of my friends, like have, yeah. who have been there, especially from the beginning, who have seen yeah. Eating Through Atlanta grow into today. Um, they were almost like the ones that were like, "Oh my gosh, should you see this? Like you're so close. It's happening. Like we can't ah. wait to celebrate." So it's so great to have that community around me that's like rallying yeah. me and like really getting excited. And for me, when I started this account, I would celebrate like every 5k for myself. Yes. So like when I yes. hit like 5,000 followers, I was like, this is amazing. When I hit 10,000 followers, I was like, woo, this is the best day ever. <laughs> like, I'm pretty sure I went to a donut place and I like got a 10 candle and like put it in the donut oh, and I was like, yes, look at this. Um, and then, you know, from there went to like 25k, 50k, stuff like that. Um, okay. And then when I got to a hundred, I remember looking at one of my friends and I was like, what do I do? Like, what do I do to celebrate this? Like, this is huge. And I wish you could see the group text between everyone where like everyone yeah. was like giving ideas. And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Creative I'm friends. Like, I, I love them. They're the best. Yeah. Um, I call them like my ETA board of directors. Um, it's love. hysterical. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. Um, but they're, they're so amazing. And like, they really cheer me on to like do that celebration. Um, because I was like, yeah, I'll just do a story and like call it a day. And someone was like, you can't do that. Like you have to celebrate this. Like this is huge. And so I was like, all right, all right, fine. Like I'll, I'll put like a compilation together of like my favorite things that I've done in Atlanta yes. over the years and, and share that out. Um, mm -hmm. but it's, it still feels very surreal. Like I was telling one of my friends, I was like, I see the number and I know it's there, but like, it yeah. still doesn't feel like it's happened to me. Well, and it's hard to compute that mentally. Yes. Of, that is, yes, you see that in your numbers on your account. But when you actually think of that, that's more people that could fit in the Falcons stadium, even if oh they gosh. were good last season, you know, like that's more people than could be outside of the stadium at the same. Like, I think, I don't know. It's like 60, 70,000 people that could fit there. Yeah. You have 
30, 40,000 more followers than that. It's wild. That's it's more crazy. that can fit in Sanford Stadium. Go dogs. But you know, it's fine. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just had to it just fit in so naturally. But I, I, it's just like, I don't know if we're hardwired to be able to acknowledge like what 100,000 different people look like in yeah. their life. It's, it's so crazy. Like, I, I think you hit the nail on the head with that because it's yeah. like, we see the number and you're like, this is great. This is such an amazing thing. But like trying to conceptualize it sometimes I'm like, yeah. Okay. What does that look like? I mean, that even happens. I'm sure like you understand this as well, but like mm-hmm. moving away from followers and thinking about engagement or likes and like yes. when you have a low engaging day or a low engaging post, like, you know, something might get hundred likes or 200 likes and you're like, man, that's not a lot, but in reality, right. That's so many people, like so many people. That's actually such a great point. And I have to do that in my head too, when I'm running social accounts where it's like the way, and this is for anybody who has your own personal Instagram account where you're like, wait, a couple years ago, if I posted something, I'd get 300 likes and now I'm getting 50. Like what's Mm -hmm. going on? Um, it's, it's just the nature of how content is being pushed in front of people right now and if something is being like shared via like dm or Mm -hmm. saved that's gonna go to the top of the algorithm right now and that's the those are the metrics that are actually like meaning more in this moment than a like because there are a lot of times where i'll be like oh i remember scrolling past this thing Mm -hmm. and i saved it and i didn't like it actually like there it's just we are all gravitating our actions on a personal level as well it's weird it's weird. But, yeah, it's still 200 people liking something is still a significant amount of people. Oh, 100%. But I think it's just hard. It's kind of like going back to like the conceptualization of like, this is yeah. this like, think of how many people that actually is. So yeah. yeah, well, and it goes into like, it can go into such a rabbit hole too of like, well, that just means that your content isn't like kind of extreme on the spectrum enough in a certain sense. You're mm-hmm. not posting, like when you post, I have a hundred thousand followers and like some announcement or like urgency or like, yeah. you know, when I like posted my engagement or, you know, yes. wedding or when it's like relevant, big life events or relevant, big news, mm-hmm. that's what moves the needle right now on social. Yeah. And if you're just trying to like engage with people regularly, you cannot have an exact consistent science, I don't think anymore. Yeah, no. And I think what's something to think about too is like, it's good to see creators and people that have a range of engagement because it shows like their account is going through the same motions. It's an authentic account. Um, I I think like that's a really big thing for people to realize, like you might not get a thousand likes on every single post and that's okay. Right. It's no, it's such a good point. And it's also another way that like, when I work with influencers and stuff, it's like, I'm vetting accounts for authenticity. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of a telltale factor if, okay, so I see this random account I've never heard of. And I don't know anybody who's following this account, but they're Atlanta based. And it says they have a million followers and they always get 15,000 likes. That to me sets off little alarm bells that, okay, every single post has 15,000 likes. Nobody I know is following. And when I look through the people that liked it, because the likes are, um, says others instead of mm-hmm. like they hid their actual likes. 
they all look a little spammy in the name. So those are kind of things that I look through. And it's like just seeing that somebody could be open with the engagement that they have and seeing that range, like I I know what works on your account. So yeah. I know that like if I work with you to announce something with like a restaurant, it's going to work because it's an announcement. Yeah. That was probably it. too much information, but yeah, just <laughs> Sky, I love how you just like dove into that. Um, like, but no, serious business. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but I mean, like it, that actually brings up a good point of like, I, I lost my train of thought. I just started laughing. No, I was like, okay. here we go. Um, I know, <laughs> but no, I burst I, that I... bubble. <laughs> All right, authenticity, next authenticity. <laughs> but no, it's it's just it's something to look at. It's something that you know people are more aware of in this moment yeah. of time. And you can't always have that consistent engagement. And don't feel bad about yourself. Like if you're somebody right. just posting on your personal account, like don't feel bad if you don't get the amount of likes that you think you deserve on every single post. It's happening even to accounts that are huge that yeah. fit in multiple stadiums like Sam's. <laughs> <laughs> we're, going, we're going to UGA's uh, stadium after this. We're going we're gonna to do yes. some numbers. Um, I mean – 2024, we have a lot of plans. We have a lot of things to do. We need a shared calendar. Um, yes. But no, I, I do think, and I think it's important, you know, when you do have discussions with brands, like being like, hey, you know what? Not every post is going to hit X number and like, that's okay. Yeah. But like, I'm going to make sure on my end that like, I'm giving you the best content. I'm posting it at a time that based on the information I'm getting fed from the algorithm or Instagram itself, is a high performing time. I think yeah. just being like open and honest about stuff like that, it really, you know, sets you apart and it really helps to be like, hey, this could do really well or it might not, but like I'm doing right. everything I can with the data that I'm being fed. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, and that being said too, when people, you know, brands reach out to you, different mm -hmm. companies reach out to you, um, how do you kind of like vet to meet your needs in terms of like, let's say somebody reaches out to you and you're like, mm, you know, this probably isn't going to do that well because I don't even like their stuff. Or like, how do you kind of like make those decisions that could potentially hurt somebody's feelings or a relationship? Like, what do you do with that? Yeah. So that's a really great question. And I really, I, I, I really value myself and other creators that will sit yeah. there and say, you know what? this isn't for me and yeah. we'll be open and honest with a brand or an agency and just say, Hey, thank you so much for reaching out. I really appreciate it. However, mm -hmm. like due to either what I'm looking for in my content or, you know, something of that nature, I unfortunately need to pass on this opportunity, but please keep me, please keep me in mind for future opportunities yeah. or future things. Um, just because a, you never want to be mean. You never want to be like, right. ew. I don't like that brand. Like who, if anyone does that, we need to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it also creates like a relationship with that person to say, hey, I really value that you use your time and your energy and you're, you're reaching out to me and I really appreciate that. But mm -hmm. I just need something that fits my brand a little bit more. Yeah, I think that's a great way to put it. And so that it's professional, it's respectful, yeah. it's acknowledging their efforts, but exactly. it just... And if anybody has any backlash on that, that's on them. Like yeah. you've kind of covered your bases there. 
Yeah. And, and it's super important because I do, I know a bunch of influencer managers. I know a bunch of people that work on social teams at big brands and I've heard their stories and I would just, Mm -hmm. I never want to be that influencer to them. Like I almost want to make sure I'm being nice to people. Like I'm being my true authentic self to them and just making sure that like they have a good experience working with me or even just communicating with me. Totally. I think that's a huge, huge point. And it just makes people want to keep coming back too. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, if if you have a good, enjoyable relationship, it just makes things so much easier. If you're yeah. good at your content, but you're an asshole to deal with, <laughs> it makes people that manage influencer relations not ever want to work with that person again because they can find that engagement elsewhere, you know? Exactly. You're not exactly. an asshole. We know this. That's why we're talking right now. But like, thanks, guy. I appreciate yeah, that. <laughs> just, just for everybody out there, I'm not like being weird and shady. Like I'm just saying that does exist in this world. Absolutely. Um, I know we only we're in the like tail end of our conversation, which is kind of like shocking because I'm sad. I know. I know. <laughs> I just don't want to like. I don't want to hold on to you for too long, and then you just like hang up at the end. So. <laughs> Um, but I do still have a couple of like quick questions. Of course. Um, because this is one I saw you recently and it just made me think about this Mm -hmm. because I don't know that everybody has this awareness and they should, but ideal setup for like PR invites. So when like PR, um, reaches out and wants you to come to a restaurant or an event or something like I just know from my experience when people have reached out to me to go to a restaurant or something there are preferences that I have like yeah. whether it's you want a table just for you or mm-hmm. you know you're not having to share plates or if it's you know there are just certain things what is your ideal setup when it comes to that Absolutely. So I think from the beginning, the biggest thing for me is just confirmation. Like I always want to know, like walking in, who do I need to ask for if there's a problem? Who should I, you know, what is the reservation name under? Um, Things of that nature, just to make it as easy as possible on the restaurant as soon as I walk in or an event or anything like that. Um, The last thing I want to do is get there and like, look at the restaurant uh, hostess or staff and be like, hey, I'm coming in and they're like, wait, what? I just want to make sure that like, they're also having a good experience along with me. Um, and I think for me, if it's a dark restaurant, I always like just giving them a heads up that I will have a massive flight with me and I don't want to ruin someone else's. his name is Bart. His name is Bart. I think like my (laughs) reservation should just say like Sam, comma, Bertha and Bart, uh, moving forward. And Party of four, me, my plus one, Bertha and Bart. Yes. Um, yes. But I, I do like to be really like transparent about that because what I don't ever want to have happen is me go to a restaurant that's dimly lit or like somewhere I need to have my light out and they sit me right next to a family or a couple or yeah. someone who's trying to enjoy their meal and I have this massive light out. Like I would feel terrible and yeah. I never want someone to leave a restaurant and be like, that was a horrible experience because of something I did. And so that's normally like the biggest piece of communication that like I give restaurants is like, Hey, Mm -hmm. if I'm going to be in a darker area, um, if you don't mind just sitting me like away from people, just so I'm not like impacting anything. Um, and then I also like finding out when are the restaurants like downtimes that way, Mm -hmm. if I'm in there, I'm not, you know, 
getting in their way or it causing something while there's patrons there. I always want to make sure that like I'm in and I'm out that way. Like yeah. they don't have to worry about me. So I think That's like those are my biggest things. That's huge. And yeah. I mean, I didn't give you these questions before, but you just rattled them off like you were prepared <laughs> and ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you, are, you are so on it. I think that's great. And I never actually thought about the point of giving them the heads up about the light. Oh, I yeah. Think that's a great idea. And I've never done that. But my light's small. It's it's powerful, but it's small. But that's really funny. Um, yeah. So I, I think those are really good points on that. Another just like miscellaneous out there question, because I know I could I could run down a whole list about these. Yes! Social media pet peeves. Like, is it when people tag eating through Atlanta in every post that they do or DMing with you instead of emailing? Or are there any like pet peeves that come to mind or you're just like, oh, I'm poised and great about everything. <laughs> like nothing sets me off. So I think like the biggest thing, and this is something that I have dealt with over the years is I read every DM. I see every comment. No one yeah. else is managing this account. And yeah. so when people are okay with being mean in comments, like directed yeah. at me, like that yeah. I'm not okay with because like, I'm a human. I am a human yes. behind this platform. Like it's, there's not a robot running this. Like I don't have a team. I don't have any, it's me. And yeah. for me, I just wish people would realize like, we see everything. Every creator yeah. I talk to, like we see every single thing that comes through. And so it's not necessarily a pet peeve. It's more of just like a, hey, courtesy. Nice. Yeah. Um, I will say one of my like only pet peeves that I have is when I write this like huge caption. If you look at my reels, like it's got the place in there. It's got what it yes. is. And then people are like, where is this? And I'm like, uh-huh. It's like, you can obviously type, that means you can read. So it's right there in front right. of you. And, and for me, it's not like, if there's ever a moment where like, it's convoluted, doesn't make sense, totally. Yeah. Like, please feel free to call me out and be like, this makes no yeah. sense. But like, when it's literally right there in like the huge text, I'm like. I identify with that peeve. Yes, yeah. I do. I, yeah. The amount of times that I go, um, like I answer the question and say, for more info, website. And then I just like, that's all in the like caption of a post too. And I'm just like, the website. Just like, yeah. I, my, my, my kind of like response back now is like, hey, thanks so much for reaching out. Everything can be found in the caption. That's a great coined response. You're so yeah. polite. I love it. Oh, I also, <laughs> I think it's a great point too. Like even with the comments, I think so much about like reality TV stars and stuff that yeah. they're like, oh, I get caught up in the social media comments. And when you watch that on TV, you think, just don't look at the blogs, don't look at the things. But you are running your own account and your yeah. account happens to be on a large platform. Yeah. So it you're getting that same experience. Like you kind of have to uh, sift through those comments. So it is just, uh, it's such a huge point to remind everybody about the human humanity, like yeah. behind these things, like yeah. this is your account. 
Yeah. And I, I think, you know, when I first started voiceovers, I was so nervous because yeah. obviously like no one likes how they sound. Like ever totally. you listen to your voicemail and you're like, oh dear God. Um, but Mine's I like rem- an automated one because of that. I, <laughs> so I finally switched <laughs> mine to an automated one because I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah. But I remember when I started recording voiceovers and I would have Mike listen to them. I'd have my friends listen to them. And I'm like, do I sound okay? Like, is this good? And then like someone would comment and be like, your voice sounds like nails on a chalkboard. And like- Oh my gosh. It was, it was definitely like one of those moments where it's like, that that hurts. Like that definitely hurts, but like, okay. Like you said what you want to say. That's good for you. Like listen to my reels without audio. Right. Like- completely unnecessary somebody was out for you that day for no oh, yeah. reason oh yeah. yeah all the time <laughs> yeah it's just and it's a lot of times it's their own it's it, every time it's their own yeah. angst and whatever insecurity that's projected onto you which doesn't make any sense at all but yeah. unfortunately as a public account you bear the brunt of it sometimes yeah and, I'm and, I, and I will say i i give the community like huge kudos because yeah. I have seen those comments come in and then I've seen like Ariel who's eat here ATL like immediately yeah. jump in or Sophie oh, who's so flawed wow. like she's jumped in or like there's so many different creators that I could say like they've really been like hey that's not cool like don't say yeah. that like like totally. why would you do that so I will say like while it happens and it sucks like yeah I'm so thankful for my community that like they're there and they're going to be like, hey, like, don't do that. Like, that's not cool. Yeah, because you fostered a positive community around yeah. you. And it's so great to see that. And it's, yeah, it's not all bad. And that's why I'm going to end on two things with you. Let's go. And they're all good. So just switching gears. No more pet peeves, but like, sorry, <laughs> we just need to put it out there. And it might stop somebody from putting a negative comment out there. Who knows? But okay, <laughs> the first thing I want to talk about is um just your holy trinity and how that caught on and i think i had even communicated with you about holy trinity or like posted my own and tagged you before we had even met in real life we had just known each other virtually for years so um holy trinity what is it how are people engaging with you how many posts a week are you seeing on this oh gosh okay so that's a great question um so holy trinity let's walk through this it's three beverages it's one for hydration so usually water um one for caffeine so i've seen people do coffee i've seen people do a coke or a diet coke and then one for fun so usually it's yeah. like a glass of champagne or a glass of rosé whispering angel um <laughs> you know or like a fun cocktail yes. and so i remember i used to say it like all the time and be like oh look a holy trinity like blah 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 and then someone was like you should start posting that and like should tell yes. people to tag you in their holy trinities and i remember i was like this is so silly but here we go let's do it and like uh-huh. people love it it makes me laugh so hard when i see them because I had someone send me like their conference Holy Trinity and it was water, like coffee from the conference, like in like, you know, those really small (laughs) cups and then an orange juice. And I was laughing. Like, I was like, this is incredible. Um, I think it definitely, it should 100%. Um, I had a friend of mine text me and be like, what's a healthy Holy Trinity. And I was like, I don't know. Like you, make it whatever you want. Um, it's just needs those three beverages. Yeah. Yeah. You Um, could do like water, coffee or tea and a green juice or something. 
Yeah. But it's not, it's not that fun. Like Holy Trinities are fun. Make it yeah. your Friday, Holy Trinity. Yeah. yeah. Or like make it a brunch one or like vacation. Yeah. Um, I always joke, I, I'll post them like if I'm working from home or something and it's like my massive water bottle, a diet Coke, and then like a coffee. And I'm like, well, yeah. this is one of these are fun. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I think from a posting perspective, it's funny. I get probably about a story a week um of wow. someone like posting their holy trinity and if i see it i always love resharing it because i love when people send them in um and i do notice like an uptick if like i post one and i'm like here's yeah. my holy trinity like it's great um, we engage yeah oh yeah but it is funny like all of my friends and like the community around us like it's so funny i've seen so many influencers like send in their holy trinity and i'm like this love is it. amazing i'm like this is great like keep doing it so it's holy so trinity aesthetic. It's so aesthetic and it's so fun. Yeah. So they're they're here to stay. Please, please keep sharing them. Yes, you heard it first. Holy Trinity, <laughs> keep posting. I will definitely be tagging you in some. I can't and wait. okay, last major topic before I let you go. Okay. Food trends. We're in the year 2024 now. We're in an even number. We're in an oh, exciting time for food. We're closing out of the holiday season. We were just coming out of holiday bars and all of the themed mugs and all of the fun things. Like, do you see kind of themes keeping um, a major mainstay in the restaurant industry for 2024? Are there any like foods where you're like, this is the new poke bowl? I don't know. That was a really <laughs> bad example. That is like from circa 2016. But is there anything on your radar for a food trend for 2024? Oh man, Sky, that's a really hard question. Um, yeah. I feel like I can't give you an answer on that, but I do feel like the pop-ups are here to stay. Like yeah. I already have an email in my inbox about a Valentine's Day one that's coming up. <sighs> Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. 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 I feel like in the summer, especially with like yeah. island themed pop up bars, like stuff like that, I yes. really do like feel like pop up bars have transformed not just from holiday into so many other things. Um. So I feel yeah. like in 2024, we will continue seeing more of those. Yeah. yeah. I agree with you. I think it just gives the whole, um, whole look and feel yeah. and that brings a lot of energy to a space and it also gives that relevance and urgency to posting too that makes your content stand out and it just like yeah. pops off so okay all right i guess we'll be <laughs> seeing a lot of that in 2024 i know it's really hard to like nail down all of the trends that we're gonna see but um if you think of any you know where to find me because i'll tell you what I'll our cost go visit <laughs> yes yes okay so everybody Stay tuned because there. <laughs> this is not the end of our conversation. Like, I don't want to keep you here all day, but we have a Costco sample run to do together. It. Sam and Sky 2024 Costco sample run. We're also going to be drinking a Magnum <laughs> Rosé. We'll probably buy it at Costco. That's where you buy it is at Costco. <laughs> so there's that. We've got so many fun things to do and experience. And obviously, I'll have some holy trinities in the meantime that I'll be tagging and sharing with you. But it's it's always just so much fun talking with you and connecting with you. And it's such a treat when I get to see you out. So I cannot thank you enough for taking the time to just chat with me about all things eating through Atlanta because I find it so interesting personally. So I hope others do too, but I know they will. Well, thanks, Guy. I really appreciate uh, coming on and chatting all things food with you. And I'm very excited for a Costco field trip. I mean, I'm sending you a sweatshirt, so get ready. Kirkland brand. I we are repping. 
I will be that person that's like waiting out in my driveway, like for the UPS driver to be like, <laughs> is it here? Do you have it? Can I have it? <laughs> I literally cannot wait. I haven't had a matching outfit in a minute. I'm ready. Should we get like sweat, like matching sweatpants? Like, I feel like we need to go all out. You might need a beanie, like a red beanie to go with the like red pop of the logo. Yes. I mean, yes. head to toe. You might need some hot dog like hair clips too to go with it. <laughs> we need to complete the look. Some face tags. Okay, if anyone, if anyone from Costco is listening, um, send us an email. <laughs> Costco, we love you. Costco, I spend so much money there. I never put my blinders on as Elliot tries to get me to do. I literally never do. Even I was just there recently. I bought a new computer at Costco. So Costco, big spender right here. Okay. And I did not put my blinders on after and still went about my day. Like I hadn't just spent money on a new computer. So Costco, we love you. I love it. Hearts. It's it's the best. Truly. Yes. Is. <laughs> um, well, okay. I cannot wait for that, Sam. I just love chatting with you and so excited for this new year ahead and um everybody follow you at eating through atlanta anything else you want to plug no i think you hit everything on the head so thank you again for having me sky and i can't wait to see what 2024 brings okay all right thanks everyone for listening thank you so much for listening join me every tuesday for a new episode of sky's the limit available wherever you listen to podcasts you can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.